Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. The text for our meditation for this evening is written for us in Exodus chapter 12, verses 1 through 14. The Lord told Moses and Aaron this in the land of Egypt. This month is to be the beginning of your calendar year. It is to be the first month of the year for you. Tell the entire Israelite community that on the 10th day of this month, they are to take a lamb or a young goat for themselves, according to their father's households, one lamb per household. But if the household is too small for a whole lamb, then that person and his neighbor next door to him must select one based on the number of people. Determine what size lamb is needed according to how much each person will eat. Your lamb must be un unblemished, a year old male. You may take it from the sheep or the goats. You are to keep it until the 14th day of this month. Then the whole assembly of the Israelite community is to slaughter the lambs at sunset. They shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and the lintel of the houses where they eat the lamb. That night they shall eat the meat that has been roasted over a fire, along with unleavened bread. They shall eat it with bitter herbs, but not eat it raw or boiled in water, but roast it over a fire, its head, its legs, and its internal organs. You shall not leave any of it until the morning. Whatever remains until the morning you shall burn in the fire. This is how you are to eat it. With your cloak tucked into your belt, ready for travel. Your sandals on your feet and your staff in your hand. Eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. For on that night I will pass through the land of Egypt. I will strike down every firstborn in the land of Egypt, both people and animals. Against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. The blood will be a sign for you on the houses where you are. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. There will be no plague among you to destroy you when I strike down the land of Egypt. This day shall be a memorial for you, and you are to celebrate it as a festival to the Lord. Throughout your generations, you must celebrate it as a permanent regulation. These are the words of our text. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, these are your words. Sanctify us through the truth. Your word is truth. Amen. In Christ Jesus, the Lamb of God, dear fellow redeemed. When I was about eight, it was 1980, my mum and dad took our family on a long road trip and camping vacation. We traveled all the way up the East Coast from Brisbane to north of Cairns, and that distance is about a thousand miles? No, it's more than that. Maybe 1,100 miles. 
I have to say, as a, a kid, I didn't really think about the details of that vacation. We were gone for three weeks. But mom and dad had to do all of this planning, all of the details. My dad built shelves for the back of our van to be able to put styrofoam boxes in there to keep food cool. There was even a mattress and we had all the camping gear as well. But then there's all the stops. They looked at where we would stop and what we would do when we get there. Each leg of the journey was planned out. I didn't really think about those details. To me, we were just going to Cairns. But that was a long road trip and a memorable one, a great one for our family. One of the highlights, it's the first time that I remember eating avocado. So our Lenten series this evening, beginning this evening and going through the midweek services, you could consider as a, a type of a road trip. The way of salvation is being presented as a road trip and there are different legs on the journey. The road to redemption is the theme for the series. And tonight's leg is lamb to lamb. From the lamb at the Passover, the first Passover in Egypt, to the true Passover lamb in Jerusalem. The words of our text show us the detail that God went to to tell the people what to do for the Passover. They were on the 10th day of the first month of the year to take a male lamb, one year old, from either the sheep or the goats, and it had to have no blemishes, so no spots. It had to be perfect. They were to keep that lamb as a pet for four days. And then at sunset on the 14th day of the month, they were to slaughter that lamb. They were also to collect some of the blood from the lamb and paint it on the doorpost and then on the lintel above the door. God had told them even how to eat the lamb. They had to cook it over the fire, its heads, head, legs and inner organs. It had to be eaten with unleavened bread, so no yeast. And it had, they had to use bitter herbs. God went to this detail to show them exactly how he wanted the Passover celebrated. Why was God doing that? The people of Israel were in slavery in Egypt. You might remember from your Bible history and Sunday school that they went down there, Joseph and his brothers and their dad went down there because of a famine. Joseph provided for his family. They stayed there. They became shepherds. And they were there for about 400 years. But a pharaoh or a king came to reign who didn't remember Joseph. And so when he saw God blessing the people of Israel and increasing their numbers, 
he became afraid. And so he began to persecute the people of Israel, trying to kill their males, putting them into hard labor. The people of Israel began to cry out in their misery. God heard their cry and sent Moses to them to rescue them. But Pharaoh wouldn't listen. Pharaoh wasn't going to let the people of Israel go. So God sent ten plagues. Ten plagues to demonstrate his power and his might. The last plague is the plague of death. At the end of our text, we're told what that plague would be that the angel of the Lord would pass through the land of Egypt and kill the firstborn male of both people and animals. But God had a plan of rescue for his people. They were to take that blood from the lamb and paint it on the door and on the lintel. And God promised that When he saw that blood on the door, he he wouldn't enter that house. He would pass over it. And by that mighty act, God rescued his people from uh, from Egypt. After the plague of death, Pharaoh was done. And he told the people of Israel to get out. Those events of history are a foreshadowing of other greater events. And we can actually be seen in those events of history. The road to redemption, this one from lamb to lamb, begins with us assessing where we are that we too are slaves. Jesus said that anyone who sins is a slave to sin. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 53, which tightly ties the Messiah to a lamb, it calls us sheep and says, we all like sheep have gone astray, each of us has turned to his own way. Isaiah there is looking at how we have journeyed down the road of life. And the reality is, instead of staying on the straight and narrow, we like to take field trips. Field trips that are against God's commands. We dabble with things on the side of the road that God says, don't touch. And we walk with people on the road that tempt us to do things that God doesn't want us to do. So we have gone astray. We've wandered from the path. All of those, that imagery is just another way of saying we've sinned. And because we've sinned, the wages of sin is death. The angel of death 
is hovering over us. It's coming for us. Who will protect us? What will protect us from this certain death, temporal and eternal? The blood of a lamb. No, not the four-legged type. A two-legged type. Jesus is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. John the Baptist was given a sign by which to identify the Messiah. And God had told him that the one you see the Spirit descend upon and remain, he's the one. After John baptized Jesus and he saw that sign, he began to tell the people by pointing to Jesus and saying, saying look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Just as the people in Egypt, the Israelites in Egypt, hid under the blood all those who want to escape the death that sin demands must hide under that blood too. For sinners, there is only one place of safety. For people who deserve to suffer and die because of their sins, there is only one sanctuary, one safe place. And that is the blood of Jesus. John tells us that the blood of Jesus purifies us from all sins. So that blood is the place for sinners to run to when they're afraid of their guilt, when they're afraid of the consequence of their sins. But notice what John said about that blood. He says that it purifies from all sin. Often during the season of Lent, Christians will take stock of their earthly lives. They'll dedicate time and thought and prayer to looking at the ways that they're wandering from the path. And when people seriously look at their sins, they can begun, begin to wonder if they can be forgiven. But John tells us this blood is able to purify all sin. It doesn't matter how great a sinner you are. It doesn't matter how far in the past you've wandered from the path. It doesn't matter how easily you've been tempted and influenced by your peers. Jesus' blood purifies from all sin. Every sinner can find refuge there. And so if 
you are overwhelmed with your sins. Don't despair. Don't lose hope. Jesus is a greater Savior than you are a sinner. And His blood can cleanse even you from your sins. Surrender Him. Travel the road of redemption. And find it in Jesus. His blood has been offered in payment for your sins. And his blood is offered to sustain you on this road of redemption. In the Lord's Supper, Jesus gives out his very body and blood and he tells us, for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you go on a journey, and probably doesn't even have to be that long in a car trip. You're probably packing snacks, or it might be a cooler. You'll have a, a water bottle or something. You take food for the way. The Lord's Supper for the Christian is food for the way. It's what God uses to, to sustain us as we continue down the road to redemption. And therefore, it is extremely important. Christians can often take lightly the Lord's Supper. Instead of really focusing on what is offered there. For those of you that eat this evening, those of you who have been properly prepared through instruction and so forth, you are going to receive the very body and blood of the Lamb. The Lamb who was slain for your sins and the sins of the world. That's a serious thing. That's a serious mystery. That God the Son is going to descend from heaven with His body and blood to feed and nourish your soul. And to sustain you on the road to heaven, the road to redemption. That's not something we should take lightly. No, we should be eagerly looking for the opportunity to eat of the Lamb so that He can sustain us, so that we can know that we are forgiven. The night Jesus instituted the Lord's Supper, he specifically said that for the forgiveness of sins. When you approach this table tonight, you may be weighed down with the guilt of your sins. You may be very aware of your failings and how you mess up day after day. But Jesus doesn't want you to leave this altar thinking and feeling that way. He wants you to bring all of those sins and leave them right here. 
Because when you eat and drink his body and blood, your sins are forgiven. It's not just a nice reminder. It's not just a pretty picture. Oh yeah, here's Jesus' body and here is blood. And I remember that he died and he shed his blood for me. No, you are receiving the real thing. The very body that went into death for you. And the very blood that was poured out to pay for your sins. You receive them with all the treasures that they won. The forgiveness of sins. And where there is the forgiveness of sins, there is also life and salvation. So eat and drink, those of you who are properly prepared. And be sustained as you continue your walk down the road of redemption. From one lamb to the next. So, I don't know what trips God has planned for you. I don't know how long it's going to take you to get there. But I do know where He wants you to end up. He wants you in heaven. He wants you redeemed. May God bless you. May you walk this road of redemption confident that Jesus has shed his blood so that you are forgiven. To him be the glory, now and forever. Amen. Please stand for the blessing. And now may the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus until life everlasting. Amen.